Yo, it's me, it's me, Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. Be prepared to have your mind open because you're listening to Young Lions Perspective on Wrestle Attic Radio. episode 266 of the YLP podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Monday morning. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Hope you guys had a very enjoyable weekend. Hope it was very pleasant. Hope it was very worthwhile. Hope you got a lot of stuff done. Hope you just, you know, some of y'all may have laid back and just enjoyed the cool breeze between your knees. If you know what I mean. All is good over here on the YLP side. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. It is Monday, October 26th, 2020. Brand new week, and we gotta kick it off in style. We gotta kick it off the right way. There's no reason. Why we can't make Monday our bitch. You feel me? And I know some of y'all don't like Mondays, and I understand that. That's understandable. But you know what? Here's how I see it. And this this is kind of like, I guess, a tip from yours truly, Mr. YLB. Attack Monday. Attack. Whatever it is you do, whatever you do, whatever it is you work with, you know, your job or anything like that. Anything you do today, attack it with the, with the fury thousand lines. Attack Monday, make it your bitch, and do what it is that you do. Alright? Because over here on the YLP side, we treat Monday like it's the best day of the week regardless. I know I used to hate I used to hate Mondays. Uh, really used to hate them. But now I kind of embrace them because it's a brand new week, brand new start, brand new way to gain momentum towards the week, especially if I had a good weekend. I had a good weekend, went to the gym over the weekend from Friday, Saturday, and actually Sunday, so I feel good about myself, hit a new PR on my bench, and um, I'm feeling damn good going into the week. Feeling great, feeling good, hope you're doing as well. Enough about me, though. This is all about you, this is all about what you're going to be listening to, and of course, it is Monday. <laughs> Excuse me. Had a little uh, Canada Dry Blackberry Ginger Ale on deck today, so it's got me a little burpy, so excuse me if I burp a lot during this segment of the show and throughout this episode. But again, it is Monday, and that means even though last night we had Hell in a Cell, I figured I completely forgot to do a preview of predictions on Friday, which was 1-800-MY-BAD. Um, if you saw it on my Twitter, uh, I made predictions, of course, over there, so... Uh, if you didn't see it, uh, make sure you follow me over there at YL Perspective, uh, capital YLP Perspective, so make sure you uh, get to see all my wrestling shenanigans. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show last night. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk about it at some point. I don't know. For me personally, it's all about a brand new episode, though, of News of the Weekend, the show where I talk about all the news that's fit for me to talk about and for you to enjoy and listen while you're going about your day. 
But of course, y'all know before I get into the fun and festivities, y'all know I gotta pay the bills around here and talk about some things. And according in this particular segment, I'm gonna talk about patreon.com forward slash wrestling addict radio. 17 cents this economy nowadays. Won't get injected at least why. You know that and I know that. So there's no need to discuss it. But with Patreon, 17 cents can get you a lot more than you bargain for, ladies and gentlemen. You get to be a part of an exclusive group chat. That where you get to talk to patrons such as Kavita, my brother from the UK mother, my man Jermaine Lang, aka Jermaine Lang, uh, my man Quarantine Gene, the big homie Slack. I believe he's still the intern. Uh, at one time, shout out to Freckles, um, the adorable intern uh, for the Kings of the Rings podcast. Uh, Freckles is great. Uh, I've actually spoke with her uh, recently. She's awesome. Um, really, really cool to talk to. And she's doing quite well as an intern. So I wish her all the best in her future endeavors with that. Um, <laughs> but you also get to talk to all of the personalities of the rest of the Radio family. That includes myself, uh, big homie Fretz, um, I believe we made the news official. If you haven't seen it, Fretz is now the officially the newest member of the Wrestle Edit Radio family. Yes, I can actually say that out loud because of the fact that, well, um, they put it on Twitter. So once it went on Twitter, I can talk about it. So congratulations to my homie, um, Mr. Fretz himself. I'm so excited to have him be a part of the family. I actually, here's the funny thing. I actually, I'll, well, I'll talk about it when I finish, when I uh, finish my read. I'll finish it. And all the other patrons, of course, thank you guys for your continued love and support. You also get to hear exclusive shows you won't hear anywhere else but Patreon shows like Love and War. Fretz is, well, actually, no, Fretz's Fate 5 is actually kind of out now. Yeah, since he became part of the WrestleMania Radio family, Fretz's Fate 5 is unfortunately out now. Um, as far as I know, uh, Mr. Fretz, um, if you're hearing this, sir, uh, please let me know um, if you're doing anything for pa- new, pa- new for Patreon. Uh, or if you're keeping Fretz's Fate 5 on there, I'm just doing this for the read. I'm just doing it for the read, but let me know um, off time, off show. Um, but of course, you'll get to listen to, of course, my Patreon-exclusive show, The Secret Files, where you won't know what the topic is until you press play. And I plan on doing a show in sometime in November. Um, probably, I don't know. I kind of have a, I have a couple of topics that I want to do. I may just do it all in one. I was thinking like a best of possible. The possibility is there. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get there. I'll more likely be doing that while I'm on vacation and put that out during vacation. So at least I'll be doing some sort of work while I'm out there, even though I, even though I know our GM Ricky will not appreciate that, but Hey, I do what I do. And also I think this is the most important thing out of all of it. You get to be getting an exclusive code that I cannot tell you over WrestleMania Radio Programming, because you have to be part of Patreon to get it, but an exclusive code that'll get you 15% off every single time you check out at any of our Teespring stores, including the YLP Collection, which you can find over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines stats perspective. Uh, as we're getting to the month of November, y'all know Black Friday's coming up, and if you are a patron, and you are taking care of that, you're going to get 15% off every single time you check out. I think that's a pretty cool damn thing in my honest opinion. Save yourself some money, get yourself some dope merch. Win-win for everybody. 17 cents a day can be more than what you bargained for. Indeed. For sure. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleAddict Radio. 17 cents a day according to $5 a month will get you all of that and more. Please do consider joining the War Patreon today. 
Now with Fretz, real quick. Now, I'm I'm so excited to have him be a part of the family. He was already part of the family. Now, here's the funny thing. I thought he was already war. That's how little my dumbass knows. <laughs> I actually thought Fretz was already part of the war family. Um, I didn't know that it was just Nate part of the squad. And uh, shout out one time to Nate. Um, I'm not going to discuss anything that's going on with Nate. I know what's going on with Nate. Um, and I believe it's been discussed um, from Wrestling Radio, but I, I kind of feel some type of way about it. it. It's a good thing, but it's also a bittersweet thing for me. Um, but I'll discuss that when that time comes. More so with Fred's, though. I, I, I honestly, literally, hands to the man, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I already, th- I honestly thought Fred's was already WrestleMania Radio familiar. I didn't know he was just like a, a liaison, if you will. Um, but knowing that now he is fully invested and fully part of the WrestleMania Radio family, I couldn't be more than, I couldn't be more happy for him. He's a great dude. Um, he and Nate worked so well together, and I, I was bummed about uh, Nate's departure. Kind of bummed. Um, but, Fred's being a part of the War family, I'm very happy. Uh, I know Nate will be around, so I'll definitely be speaking with Nate very, very soon. Possibly getting him on the, sh- on, the uh, on this show, so we can have we can have some conversations about some things. Because there's a lot I want to do uh, still with um, with our pocket with my, my podcast show. Of course, it's your files podcast. There's a lot I still want to do. So we'll have to discuss some, something like that somewhere down the line. But congratulations to Mr. Fred to joining the family. Very, very happy to bring him in. Um, very proud of him. I know he's done a lot, so, you know, kudos to him, and I can't wait to see what he does. He's, he's got a lot lined up that I, that I even, I don't know about yet, but from what I've heard from him, he's got a lot lined up, and it's going to be crazy to see what the, this man's work ethic is just as crazy. I mean, I know I'm the workhorse of, of the squad, doing three shows a week, being the only person doing a show more than one day a week, but this man works just as hard, if not harder than I do. He is, he's got stuff lined up for quite some time. So I am very proud to have him be a part of the family officially. And uh, one time for Mr. Fretz. But enough of me rambling on about certain things. We got to talk about the news of the weekend. I don't not. And surprisingly, this was a very, very light weekend in terms of news. I was very shocked um, going over the articles that I found. It was, it was a pain, a bit of a pain actually to find out, to find uh, very credible news. Uh, for you guys. So let me look. Let me look at the number I've got because I got kind of one particular segment that's going to involve three separate articles, and then so altogether, technically, I have eight articles for you guys um, that I'm going to discuss on this morning's show um, or afternoon, whenever you catch this. And again, I appreciate you guys for checking it out. Get back here. Boom. But let us get into the top story of this week. And the top story, and basically this topic, uh, top story, we're going to talk about injuries. Injuries and upstate updates on what happened. Because uh, there, there was a lot that went on um, last week and last weekend, and this past weekend, uh, especially with Saturday night's Bound for Glory uh, pay-per-view. Um, congratulations to the North, regaining the Tag Team Championships. Roji, uh, Ra- what, Rohi Raju, or Raja, uh, beca- retaining his X Division Championship. Uh, Rich Homie Swan becoming the new uh, Impact Wrestling World Champion. Um, Sue Young surprisingly um, becomes the is the new Knockouts Champion, and they actually had the announcement of the Knockouts Tag Team Championship coming back into the fold 
as of January 2021. If you were following uh, the GM himself, Mr. 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 Big, a.k.a. Uh, King Ricky Rose, he was doing all the live tweeting for that um, on Saturday. So if you were following WrestleLadic Radio uh, Twitter page, you would have known all about that. But um, let's talk about the topic at hand. Let us start with what happened last week on AEW Dynamite with Ray Phoenix and Alex Reynolds from WhatCulture.com. Ray Phoenix and Alex Reynolds injured on AEW Dynamite. AEW delivered a strong episode of Dynamite to continue the build to full gear this last week, though the show at a cost for came at a cost for a couple of notable wrestlers. The Dark Order's Alex Reynolds was knocked out while competing in the night's main event. Private Party were performing their Hardy Party leg drop splash combination on him with Isaiah Cassidy landing right on his head. Unable to move for several minutes while the match continued, Reynolds wasn't tended to immediately, but taken away to a corner by the blade, allowing him to get out of the match. Good good call uh, by the blade by from recognizing that and being able to see that he was hurt. Boom, slide him over, get him into the corner, stay there, chill out. Even then, the medical response was delayed. He was out on his feet as he climbed back up and absorbed offense from Nick Jackson. Though the Wrestling Observer slash Figure 4 online's Blair and Alvarez has reported Reynolds was feeling great after the show, Cody came out to help the medical effort about the broadcast. Ray Phoenix also picked up a knock while wrestling his brother Penta L0M in their banger, banger of a bruising tournament clash. I'm just inserting that portion. The Lucha brother took a rough landing on his neck and shoulder after exciting a second rope head scissors and was visibly struggling for a short while after the official Aubrey Edwards stayed communicative. Phoenix, who was set to face Kenny Omega next week, was sore after Dynamite, according to Dave Meltzer. There's currently no word on whether or not either man faces a spell on the sidelines. What we do know, though, um, what I caught on Twitter is that Phoenix is now being replaced by Penta L0M um, as they face Kenny Omega. They had the little exclusive there, um, social media exclusive before anybody could get the spoilers out, so ha 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 ha, try to get them spoilers out, you're stupid, dumbass. Um, I didn't know, it's hard to tell at times because there's such a fast pace going on, especially with a four-way t- uh, tag team match with eight guys in there. I couldn't honestly tell that Reynolds was knocked out, and then when I thought about it, and I saw the report, I'm just thinking, oh my god, he was hurt. He was laid out. And Wade Barrett, I think, said that about this um, with the Ridge Holland. This is this is what happens in our sport. Things like this happen. So it's not like you know they're going into this thinking, you know, I'm not. They're not trying to hurt anybody. They're really not. And we know this. We know they're not trying to do anything crazy like that. I know that for a fact. It's not like anyone's intentionally going out there to try to hurt somebody. We know this. You know that. And I know that. You know. It just sucks because you never want to see anybody hurt. You never do. You never really want to see anybody get hurt in this sport. But it happens. It's going to happen. It happens. And forgive me for the audio. I just had a little something, something going on with that. That was kind of weird. It's going to happen, though. And these two weren't the only ones to actually get hurt. 
from ProWrestling.com. Let me just X out of this. My apologies. From ProWrestling.com. All elite wrestling star hospitalized after injury at this week's TV tapings. This is from Mike Killam. All elite wrestling star Abaddon suffered an injury at the AEW Dynamite tapings held earlier this week while recording a match with Tay Conti that was supposed to air on the October 20th episode. This was going to happen this Wednesday. While details are scarce at this point, multiple sources have said that the injury was said to be serious and she was taken to the hospital after it happened. Rumors have been swirling since this week's tapings, but the news was officially confirmed by F4WOnline.com. Abaddon made her debut on the March 4th edition of AEW Dark in a losing effort to Hikaru Shida. She then returned on the June 11th episode of AEW Dynamite, scoring a quick victory over Anna Jay. And it was announced the following week that she signed a contract with the promotion. And that sucks, too, because I know with the, with the women's division right now being kind of... Uh, Eh. At the moment, you know, you can't afford really to lose many more of your division. So, I mean, even though she was a lower lower tier part of the division, still, um, it sucks. It really does suck because you never, like I said, you never want to lose your talent. Um, especially with Abaddon, at the t- I believe at the time this happened, uh, she was the number three ranked contender in the women's division. So that really shows that they were really high on Abaddon. And um, this is not good. If it's serious, who knows what could happen? We still don't know. And I will do my best to try to keep up with this as much as possible for you guys. There was also some news coming out of um, Bound for Glory on Saturday night. And a lot of people were concerned about one person in particular. And from WrestlingInc.com, updates on Kylie Ray and Heath. And a lot of booty from Kira Hogan. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. And that is nice booty. This is from Joshua Gagnon. Saturday night's Impact Knockouts Championship match between Deanna Perrazzo and Kylie Ray had to be changed after Ray didn't come to the venue on Saturday. Sue Young replaced Ray and defeated Perrazzo to become the new champion. F4W Online reported that Ray was out due to an injury but have now said that report was false. In an update, F4W Online is reporting today that Impact didn't announce a change to the title match because they didn't know Ray's situation at the time. Currently, all that is known is that Ray drove into Nashville on Friday, but didn't come to the building on Saturday. Fightful Select is reporting multiple wrestlers reached out to those close to Ray and were told she's alive and well. In regards to Heath's injury after Saturday night's pay-per-view, F4W Online noticed he suffered a hernia and would likely require surgery that will keep him out of action. After being taken to the hospital, Heath was back at the hotel late last night. As noted, Heath was originally scheduled to win the Call Your Shot Battle Royal, which would have given him a future shot, title shot opportunity and a full-time contract with Impact. An audible was called to have Rhino win the match instead, which worked for his and Heath's storyline. And from what I've heard, in uh, hernia is no joke, and hernias apparently hurt like all hell, from what I have heard. I've never experienced one, thank goodness, uh, but yeah, apparently that don't, it don't, mm, it don't feel good, no bueno, all that stuff. But I did see a lot um, on Saturday from the whole Kyler Ray situation. A lot of people were got really, really pissed off 
that the one thing they were mainly pissed off about was that Impact kept. How do I want to word this? They actually kept everything going with the matchup until the moment the match was beginning. Deanna Perrazzo, I guess I'm giving away spoilers, so if you don't want to hear this part of the program, you can skip ahead as much as you need to until I'm done. But what I read was that um, everything was kosher, and like they said it on the report here, they didn't announce a change to the title match because they didn't know Ray's situation, but they pretty much kept everything going. No announcement, apparently there's an announcement during the pre-show, but nine times out of ten, no one really watches the pre-show. Um... Also, that pretty much they kept again, everything status quo until the matchup actually began. That's what a lot of people were pissed off about last on uh, Saturday night, I should say. That's what they were pissed off about. The simple fact that they kept everything status quo until the match began. Instead of and now, now like again, people said that it happened on the pre-show, but many people don't watch, usually watch the pre-show. If I, I mean, this is a good match for me, but I didn't watch Brown for Glory last night on, uh, I should say Saturday night. My apologies. I always assume that pay-per-views are on Sunday, so it would just be like that sometimes. But for the most part. That was what they were really pissed about, is that everything was status quo until the matchup happened, and then Brazo pretty much was waiting on Ray to come out, and then called out anyone in the back who was ready, willing to go. Su Young came out. Su Young beat Perrazzo. And now we have a new knockouts champion. So that was kind of the big issue with the whole situation with um with Kylie Ray. A lot of people were concerned about that. So hopefully we find out a little bit more. If anything comes up, y'all know I will keep you guys up to date on everything that happened, especially with Kylie Ray, Abaddon, and everyone else that involved with the injuries. But we shall move on. Let's see. Now, for those of you who do not know who Tim Donaghy is, I will. Fill, this uh, article should fill you in. From CBSSports.com, disgraced NBA referee Tim Donaghy is set to officiate in professional wrestling promotion. Donaghy served 15 months in prison for his involvement in an NBA gambling ring. That is literally true. This is from Chris Bangle. Infamous former NBA referee Tim Donaghy, who was involved in a gambling scandal during his time as an official, will be making his return to officiating. According to Sports Illustrated, Donaghy is set to appear as a referee for Major League Wrestling for an upcoming storyline. Quote, pro wrestling is entertainment, and I always joked the NBA was a form of entertainment, and I compared it a little bit to pro wrestling behind the scenes. When I was growing up, I always enjoyed pro wrestling, guys like Hulk Hogan and Ivan Putzky. I thought it would be fun to get involved and see where it goes. End quote. According to the report, Donaghy is expected to be involved in the storyline in which he serves as a professional referee for Richard Holiday for multiple upcoming matches. 
Holiday is one of the promotion's biggest stars, and MLW is set to return in early November after recently beginning taping matches again due to the coronavirus pandemic. It's unclear how long Donaghy's appearances with MLW will last, but it could be extended if the response to a storyline is a positive one. Quote, if there's a good response, who knows where it can go from here? I'm willing to do whatever I can to make this show entertaining and fun for everyone watching, and I'm excited to be a part of it. End quote. Donaghy was an NBA official for 13 seasons from 1994 until 2007 before resigning as an official in July 2007. He was involved in a gambling ring in which he was betting on games that he officiated and had a hand in deciding the outcomes. Donaghy ended up serving 15 months in prison as a result of the scandal, and the NBA has distanced themselves from him ever since. Given his past, Donaghy isn't exactly an upstanding official, but that's not really required in the world of professional wrestling. After all, many high-profile wrestlers have had their own personal referees over the years. Charles Robinson, also known as Little Nate, served as a personal referee for Ric Flair during his World Championship wrestling days. In addition, Robinson was the personal referee for the Four Horsemen stable and included Art Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Flair. While Donaghy isn't exactly officiating anything of huge importance, it's still going to be quite interesting to see him put back on a striped uniform for the first time in 13 years. So that is why a lot of people... Now, if again, this is like, if you were an NBA fan while Tim Donaghy was actually part of this, you know who Tim Donaghy is. This article kind of gave you an idea of who he was. And yeah, he, served, yeah, he went to prison for that. Pretty much was part of a betting ring, had it pretty much at any uh, game he officiated. He bet on games. He helped determine the outcome of a lot of those games. And once it's found out, pretty much NBA was just like, you can go fuck yourself, sir. Goodbye. You are banished. Goodbye. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, especially for people like me who was a, and I'm still a huge NBA fan. Uh, but it's crazy to see how, you know, it all circles out because Donaghy can come back and do a refereeing and be perfectly fine. He will be quite hated, given the fact that Holiday is a heel in uh, Major League Wrestling. So it kind of works out in having that. Hopefully, it would actually, it would actually be the personal referee for him and Alex Hammerstone, because that would be dope as fuck. I think that would actually work for the dynasty. Um, quite surprising if that's the actual case. I want to be interested to see how Donaghy goes. Now, I think I have BN Sports, so they show uh, MLW shows from time to time. I believe almost every Monday, actually, if necessary. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how all of that works. I'll be quite excited um, to see the re It's more so the reaction than anything. I want to see the reaction of how everything goes. That's going to be the most interesting part, how the fans are going to be... If they even know who Donaghy is, most people like my age don't know Tim Donaghy unless they were big fans of the NBA. Um, so, I mean, it's still there. I'm sure MLW will bring it up um, and they'll give a little backstory. But this kind of will give you a little backstory as to who Donaghy was uh, during his time in the NBA. But for real, yeah, he is pretty much shunned from the NBA. I believe they, I don't know if they banned him for life and they honestly should have. Um, when that went about, but yeah, he definitely, uh, went to jail, just, uh, had his debt to society, excuse me, and, um, we'll see how all that goes, maybe it'll work out for him, and, uh, if the response is well, 
Um, they'll be able to handle business with that. And MLW will have something, have a big storyline going on with that. From WrestlingInc.com, Jay Uso on why he hates, hates, in quotation marks, piped in crowd noise inside Thunderdome. This is from Sai Mohan. It's no secret that WWE has been using piped-in crowd noise to amplify the ambiance inside Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Although some wrestlers have previously said the noise doesn't affect them, SmackDown superstar Jay Uso admittedly finds it distracting and says it hampers his ability to perform at his best. Uso made the admission during his appearance on the Gorilla Position podcast ahead of his Universal Championship match against Roman Reigns last night for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Quote, I can definitely hear the piped-in noise when I'm inside Thunderdome. I hate it. I hate it, though. There is no energy. I have to draw that energy from either myself or my opponent. Typically, you know how it is when you walk through the curtains. There are people providing you with that energy. However, now it is like dancing in an empty room instead of when it's go time with the people. That part I miss, because I have to draw that from within myself. Uso also explained why not having children in a live crowd is something he misses. Quote, I used to walk down the aisle and put my hand out to meet fans, especially children. When I was a kid, I touched the hands of Ultimate Warrior. And that's cool stuff, which always sticks with you. So yeah, those special moments I miss a whole lot. I really, really miss the people. That's what made wrestling special. Just like football. A live audience. End quote. And of course, as I always says in these separate articles, if I use these, I close to the article, please credit the uh, Gorilla Position Podcast with an H slash T to Wrestling Inc. for the transcription so I don't get messed with it soon. Now, he, I'm, he is not the only one. There has been multiple reports saying that, you know, a lot of people were, that it was kind of hard to do for a lot of talent for um, WWE um, during the pandemic due to the fact that, you know, usually most people do feed off of the crowds in order to get matches going, which is perfectly fine. Um, Now that you have no crowd and you have to deal with piped in noise, um, some people can handle it. It's perfectly fine. Some people, it. Some people need to feed off that energy. So I can understand where Jay is coming from in terms of that situation. Um, it's kind of like, oh, well, since the CrossFit Games are going on right now, they're um, this is the they're going. They're actually at the, the ranch in Aromas, California. I know most of y'all don't know what CrossFit is. Perfectly fine. It's pretty much weightlifting and all this crazy shit. It's dope. I like it. I would never do it because. That shit hurt. Like, it hurt it. Um, but, <laughs> but, but personally, um, they're also having no crowd, for the most part. There's a little bit of a crowd outside of the gates and whatnot, but for the most part, this is basically, this is strictly no crowd whatsoever due to pandemic things. So they're going to have to feed off of themselves and the competitors around them in order to have someone of that energy to be able to go on and continue and kick ass and all that good stuff. It's interesting because the live crowd does matter. The live crowd does, especially if it's a really good match. There, are, like, the crowd is the crowd is able to amp, add a little bit more oomph to the matchup itself. A little bit more, a little bit of that extra energy, especially if the match is really, really good and it's a match that people are anticipating to see. The crowd will get behind it a lot more. I guarantee you that a match like Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, Hell in a Cell, if it was in front of a live crowd would be absolutely going fucking bananas because they would want to see Roman Reigns get his ass beat by his cousin. Feel me? 
Um, a match like Bailey and Sasha Banks that has really been hyped up, especially with the heel turn from Bailey as of late, fans would be behind Sasha big time uh, if there was a crowd behind it. Drew and Orton probably wouldn't be that much, um, <laughs> but they would be more. They would have been more behind Drew and all that stuff. So crowds do matter. Crowds, in a sense, you got to think about it too. Crowds, and this is how I kind of see it too. If and this is going to make weird sense. Crowds can make the difference between making a match an honorable mention of the year candidate and turn it into a match of the year candidate. And that's just me personally, especially when doing the fact that I'm going to be doing honorable mention of the year and match of the matches of the year shows um, later on this year in just a, a couple months. I can't believe it's so coming so soon, but that's kind of the thing with that crowds. Some people can feed off the need to feed off the crowd. Some are able to just tune it out and just handle business like normal. So I can understand where Jay Uso is coming from with that, but hopefully um, he'll be able to deal with it much better. Who knows? Some people can handle it. Some can't. And to end this first half of News of the Weekend for episode 266 of the YLP podcast, I got a little bit of news here about Mr. Chad Gable, because we do not call him Shorty G anymore. Thank you. Thank you, Wrestling Gods, for letting them see, letting WWE see the light. I much appreciate it. But from WrestlingNews.co, Backstage news on why WWE decided to drop Chad Gable's Shorty G gimmick from Paul Davis. As seen this this last week on WWE Friday Night SmackDown, Chad Gable announced that he will no longer be known as Shorty G. Well, good on ya. A name that was given to him last year by Vince McMahon because he felt it was needed because he was too boring. Imagine imagine Vince McMahon changing your name because he felt you were too boring. Imagine your boss changing your position because your position was boring. Let, wanted to let you marinate on that real quick. Anywho, WrestlingNews.co first reported by in August there was talk of Gable dropping the Shorty G gimmick. WrestlingNews.co was also told that there would be plans to have Gable drop the gimmick as far back as July, but plans were delayed for different reasons. Gable may have had some input on the name change, but we were told that there were several people behind the scenes pushing for WWE to do more with him, and Daniel Bryan was said to be one of his biggest supporters. There is some optimism that Gable will be giving a chance, but as one WWE source said, Vince sees talent in him, and he met well with the Shorty gimmick but Vince might not want to push him all the way as a top guy because of his size. The agents and the writers want more for Chad, but Vince can change his mind tomorrow, and I think we all know that. Chad knows that. And if you want to go see more from backstage, do some SmackDown, you can. And again, this is this all goes back to Vince, Vince McMahon like big sweaty man. Vince McMahon likes big sweaty man. We all know... Vince McMahon likes larger. Wow, this is gonna be sound. This is super innuendo. He likes the bigger dudes. Wow, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a laugh in. Shut up. Excuse me. But he likes you know larger size guys. Well, big lads. 
Hoss dudes. Guys like Lars Sullivan. Apparently there's news on a name change for him, but we ain't going to talk about that this week because I ain't got time for that, nor do I even bother. He always likes, you know, guys like a John Cena, guys like a Roman Reigns, guys like a Brock Lesnar. He ain't got time for no Chad fucking Gable. Okay. Guys like Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. Yeah, he's got time for them all day. And that's why that's why they've been freaking in the feud for God knows how damn long. Okay. But guys like Chad Gable, he, he can honestly give a fuck less. It said in the article, I, I, I'm going to change your name to Shorty G because you're boring. That's some disrespectful shit. I'm sorry. If you're trying to be working in this business and somebody calls you too boring and they're going to change your name, I don't know if this is actual name, but change your name from Chad Gable to a name like Shorty fucking G and then put you in fucking Space Jam attire? Because you're boring. That in and of itself is disrespectful. That's like my boss telling me. And if he ever said this, I would actually, he and I would have some words. I do like my boss, don't get me wrong. But he and I would have some words. If he came up to me and said, Zach, you're boring. We need to change it. We're not going to put you in, you know, the blue polo anymore. We're going to have you wear this multicolored polo and make you stand out. Not only would I get roasted by my entire group, I would be willing to dirt slam, take him to Dirt Slam University. Now, I mean that in the most joking way because he knows who I am, and he knows the type of person I am, what kind of sense of humor I have. And I know he would never do that. And he, and he actually listens to the show. But still, though, that's kind of just disrespectful. Now, changing his name back to Chad Gable, great. This man is an Olympian. An Olympian. And you have the gall, the temerity, the balls to change a man's name because he was too fucking boring. So, so we're putting no respect on this man's name whatsoever by calling him Shorty G and not actually being able to use him for his credibility. Again, this man was an Olympian. An Olympian, but we're gonna call him. We're gonna give him the nickname Shorty G. Some random. He would be a bootleg J Rock from Trailer Park Boys. That's what that's what that sounds like to me. A bootleg J Rock. And for all my Trailer Park Boys fans out there, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Disrespectful as fuck. That, mm, it, it, it makes my balls itch. It really does. Because of the simple fact that, you know, you have, here's the thing too. It just proves once again that Vince McMahon has so much talent on the roster that he only has time for a certain amount. Too boring. That's why we changed your name. Too boring. You're boring. Then why did you bring me in in the first place? Then why am I even here? If we're going to change my name to Shorty fucking G, put me in bootleg Space Jam attire like I'm about to go play the fucking Monstars and shit. And then, ha- and then have me be enhancement talent. And be a lackey for King fucking Corbin. Everyone's favorite Applebee's GM. 
Baron fucking Corbin. And I had to be, I get to be his lackey for the King's Ransom to get destroyed by Matt Riddle in three minutes. That's cool. Perfectly fine. I'm glad that the name changed, but seriously, they need to start taking him seriously because this man has Intercontinental Champion written all fucking over it, and you know it, and I know it. I've seen this man work. He's a former NXT champion, tag team champion, for Christ's sake. Jeez. This is why Vince McMahon seriously needs to consider retirement. He really needs to consider retirement in the worst way possible. Because if he doesn't, it's only going to get worse for the rest of us. But that's going to conclude the first half of episode 266 of the YLB podcast as we talk about news of the weekend. When we come back, I got a double dose of NJPW news, backstage news on Wrestle Kingdom 15 plans, as well as the Power Struggle card that's going to be going down a couple Saturdays from this past Saturday. News on Big E discussing Roman Reigns. And uh, it's a very, very, very good compliment from Mr. Big E, as well as new big news on Daniel Ryan, Daniel Bryan, I should say, I'm sorry. And this could possibly be his last run as a full-time WWE superstar. All this when we come back for episode 266 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. And now, everybody's got a price for WrestleLotic Radio. (laughs) Hi, peeps. Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast here. I want to encourage you to join our Patreon for only five bucks a month, where you get access to a great chat with a bunch of amazing amazing people you get shows exclusive shows such as Frex's fave five and the 20 bell salute from yours truly you get willie t's wrestle wars you get king ricky's ring shape and watch the throne you get mance's delight curfew reviews nate's fantasy booking oh and that's not all you get 15 percent off our merch on our Teespring store. You get an exclusive code. You get all that. And so much more if you join our Patreon on Wrestle Attic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Teespring store. T 
teespring.com forward slash doors forward slash on the slash perspective and get and take care of the entire family in one foul swoop. We got everything, uh, a lot of stuff for men, women, and the young cubs out there. Which I still have to now. Not a good story. Maybe one day. Anywho, of course, I got tank tops, t shirts for the men's, uh, premium v necks, flowy tank tops. And uh, shirts for the ladies. Y'all know how to get down with that. And of course, leggings. My fellas, hey, leggings. Get them. Not only represent the YLP universe, but you make sure the ladies look good. Well, leggings. You're welcome. It's a win-win for everyone. Trust me when I tell you, YLP. Only her left eye. That's why the way you are both booty. Wonderful thing. Trust me when I tell you. You thank me later. Also, I have, of course, accessories for those who are their cup of joy in the morning. I got YLP coffee mugs. I got tapestries. I got beach towels. I got organic tote bags, diecast stickers, all that good stuff. Of course, like I said, for the young cubs, kids in college t-shirts, all different colors, all different sizes. Hook yourself up, and especially if now that it's, you know, fall and winter, especially here in Jersey, it gets fucking cold, rainy. All right, so why not, uh, why not, uh, Hook yourself up with a YLP hoodie and make sure you get some um, YLP pullover sweaters. Get the Colsons. They look clean, I'm telling you. Why not make sure you get yourself all hooked up, take care of the entire family for Christmas, and make it super duper easy on yourself. For all my patrons, and if you are a patron, 50% off every single time you use the exclusive code that's provided to you as the second you become a patron. I'm telling you, make it Black Friday. Make your Christmas shopping that much easier by heading over to my Teespring store, the YLP collection on teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lions dash perspective. Get yourself suited and booted for the winter right now. Let us get back into the remaining news of the weekend, shall we? And I got a double dose of New Japan. And as y'all know, we are in we are in full on road to Wrestle Kingdom 15 mode. And from WrestlingEdge.com. Backstage news on NGPW Wrestle Kingdom 15 plans due to COVID-19. New Japan, actually, who is this? By uh, Shuri- Shuriken. Oh, man, I am butchering names left and right. Anywho, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be presenting their biggest event of the year on January 4th and 5th. Wrestle Kingdom 15 follows this year's format in that it will be a two-day event. Given the fact that the Tokyo Olympics are going to be going down next summer... We get a second straight year of Wrestle Kingdom two days. It's a beautiful thing. With the global situation and with the COVID-19 pandemic, it is unknown exactly how NJPW will be able to run events as we had in the 2021. New Japan has been one of the only major pro wrestling brands to get a decent level of fans in the building over the past few months, due to the restrictions in Japan being less than those currently in the United States slash North America. The January 4th and 5th shows will of course be held in the Tokyo Dome. In this week's issue of the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer would write. Who wrote this shit? Shuriken, get your shit together. What's uh hold on? Dave Meltzer would write. I'm saying it as it was written. Would write that there are very Oh, he spelled right wrong. Okay, bruh. Um where your editor at? Anywho, would write that there are various sets of plans in place for Wrestle Kingdom. This is specifically due to the travel restrictions for the likes of Chris Jericho and IWGP United States champion John Moxley who are, of course, currently based in the United States with AEW. Quote, the indication we are given is that there are various sets of plans for the Dome shows. 
Attendance is something that will likely be determined by the government and the Tokyo Dome, along with New Japan, based on conditions. End quote. Meltzer would also claim that there are still plans to be determined for the show due to the aforementioned foreign talent potentially not being able to gain access to the country. NJPW are known for their long-term planning, so this is somewhat of a rarity for the biggest promotion in Japan, and something that they will need to navigate going forward. Quote, No doubt Gato has the top stuff already booked, but when it comes to outsiders and regular foreigners, there is much left to be determined as opposed to Gato having the show in his head at this point. End quote. Huh. I, it's understandable that um, NJPW would be would have something for that, and that's perfectly fine. You know, there's you know they're trying to take everything into account with the um, with COVID nineteen and all that good stuff. So I'm not surprised that um, you know they're trying to get everything sorted, especially. The entire Wrestle Kingdom card because uh, you're gonna have, you got to plan. He's got Gato's got a book for two days, two days worth, and we all know that more than likely Naito versus Abushi will be the main event. So that's probably going to go probably going to go down in night number two um, on Tuesday, January fifth. Hmm. So he's got his top stuff. I'm sure he'll have you know his his. Top stuff. Of course, we'll have the whole heavyweight tag team um, title situation sorted out. Um, we'll have the junior tag title situation sorted out. Um, the more concerning ones, of course, the IWGP United States Championship. Uh, given the fact that Kenta is the current briefcase holder um, after winning his uh, after winning the uh, never the, the cup over in New Japan uh, on the NGPW Strong shows, and um, now he's defending it um, on the seventh against uh, Tanahashi. We'll discuss that in just a moment. So there are some matches on the card that we can kind of cons- like think that, okay, this may be a situation of, all right, what do we have right now? What are we going to do? And then we'll figure out the rest later. Again, it's like the article said, they are very, New Japan is very well known for their long-term planning. They have, they have their long, they have probably have Wrestle Kingdom set right the fuck now. In their mind. You know. So the main the two main ones, like this in the article, is gonna be between how what, what we're gonna do with Chris Jericho, what are we gonna do with Moxley? That's gonna be that's gonna be the hard one. Because of the simple fact that, you know, if we can't get Moxley into Japan, then Kenta versus Moxley can't happen. We can't make that happen. So I'm sure they're still, they're really keeping an eye with the Japanese government, with definitely with uh, with the people of uh, the Tokyo Dome and everything else in between. Um, so far with the New Japan shows, they have really kept it at a very, very uh, small quantity. I believe it's 25% capacity uh, with the possibility of getting to 50% if everything still goes well uh, with coronavirus. Um so, and, and and that's a lot. And if you think in twenty four hours, I don't even know. We can look this up right now. How much? You gotta think. Tokyo Dome is huge. Yeah. How much? How many seats can they fit in Tokyo Dome? Right. So depending on configuration, you can do fifty seven k. 
If that's the one I'm thinking, yeah, you do 57,000. 57, depending on configuration, but an all-seating configuration of 42,000. And you know they packed that Tokyo Dome like a motherfucker. So let's let's just go with the 42,000, right? No. Mm, did I do that wrong? Oh, hold on. I did that wrong. I'm retarded. <laughs> so, 42,000, right? So, with 25% capacity, they can do 10,500. And that would still be more than enough. If they were planning on doing... If they can do 57,000, that would be 14,250. So somewhere between 10,500 and 14,250 fans will be in that dome. If they go 25% capacity. Which, honestly, not that bad of a crowd. It's a smaller crowd than usual because you know they want to go at least 40k in the dome. Um, for all for all my uh, Fire Pro Wrestling uh, video uh, gamers, there they know what I'm talking about 40k in the dome. But I have no doubt that they'll figure everything out. If they're able to get Moxley onto the NGPW uh, Wrestle Kingdom card, so be it. If they're not, they'll figure out something from there. But it's going to get to a point where. Of course, New Japan is going to have to think, we need to make sure that United States Championship gets defended sometime between now and um, now. They'll figure out something there. Because uh, Kenta and Moxley is a primetime matchup that I want to see, big time. And I would be hard-pressed to think that you wouldn't either. Because Kenta, ver- Kenta versus Moxley, yeah, I want that. I need that. I'm all for that. Give me more of that. Um, who else? I mean, Chris Jericho definitely would. I would want to see on the card again. That would be hilarious uh, to see who he would go up against. I'm assuming Jay White versus Evil will probably be on the card. That might highlight. That might actually headline night one. You could have that not headline night one. That would be bananas. You know, for positioning a top of the head of the the Bullet Club, that would be insane because we never had a um, Japanese leader of Bullet Club before, which would be interesting. You know, every person is, has literally been an outsider. So to see Evil take over Bullet Club, that would be bananas. But that would be in, very interesting to see all that going forward. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm sure Gato definitely has the entire card, at least the top half of what he wants locked up. But we will see. We will see going on with that. But the first show heading into the road to Wrestle Kingdom 15 starts on November 7th. And from WrestlingInc.com, New Japan Pro Wrestling reveals the Full Power Struggle card. This is from Joshua Gagnon. NJPW has announced the full card for Power Struggle on November 7th at Edison Arena in Osaka, Japan. In the main event, IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito is set to defend both titles against Evil. After winning this year's G1 Climax 30 against Sonata in the finals... Kota Ibushi will defend his Wrestle Kingdom 15 contract against Jay White. White interrupted Ibushi's post-match press conference and made it clear he wanted a crack at Ibushi. Also, given the fact that White beat Ibushi 
during the G1 Climax 30 tournament. Keep that in mind. And I discussed this on my uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly That Was um, take, uh, not takeover, Jesus. No, New Japan, uh, the G1 Climax 30 Finals Weekend, uh, which actually, if I remember correctly, went down last week. So if you guys want to go check that out, um, the episode titled, Okay, Everybody Meet Mr. G1, definitely make sure you go check that out. If you want my my full rundown, my thoughts on everything that was the G1 Climax Finals Weekend, which I think personally is one of my favorite shows that I've ever recorded. I took extensive notes about that, watched all three shows because... A, it was worth it, and B, it was fucking awesome to watch uh, New Japan G1 Climax Final shit, which is the one tournament every year that I always do not miss. If I miss a a majority of the tournament, I never miss G1 Climax Finals weekend. I never miss that, and I would dare try to. Couldn't pull me away. But yeah, definitely make sure you go check that episode out. If you're curious to to hear my thoughts on the entitled entire finals weekend of the A Block, B Block, and uh, Sunday Final between um, Ibushi and Sonata, you can go check that out right now. Well, not right now. After you listen to this, and then you can go back to uh, check that episode out if you were so curious to uh, hear my thoughts on that. So here's the rest of the, here's the card that we got going on right now. So as they said before, Naito versus Evil for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships. Kota Ibushi will be taking on Jay White in a battle rights contract matchup. Um, Ibushi is the holder of the briefcase right now. If Jay White wins, he becomes the holder. If Ibushi beats White, he continues on his trek towards Wrestle Kingdom 15's main event on January 5th. Kenta, who is the holder of the IWGP United States Championship Battle Rights contract, will be taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for that contract. If Tanahashi beats Kenta, Tanahashi takes over as the holder of the contract. Kenta defeats Tanahashi. He retains said contract going on, continuing his grow to Wrestle Kingdom 15. We have Kazuchika Okada taking on the Great Okan, with the Great Okan uh, being the one to uh, help Will Ospreay defeat Okada on the final day of the A-Block matches, um, thus eliminating Okada mathematically from the tournament and Will Ospreay turning on Okada. I was surprised that they weren't going to do Osprey versus Okada, but I think they might be saving that for Wrestle Kingdom 15, and that would be an interesting matchup that I would like to see. Uh, we have the Never Openweight Championship between Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi. These two have been trading uh, back and has been going on with each other back and forth since the, the Jingu Stadium show back in, I believe, August, uh, early August, late July, early August, sometime around there. Uh, Suzuki took the championship away from Takagi, and Takagi has been chasing him ever since. And Takagi wants his title back in the worst way, and this should be one hell of a matchup. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these guys, and uh, as the rule goes, you never look Minoru Suzuki in the eyes. If you want to find out why, go look in his eyes and let me know how that works out for you, sir, or madam. However it works out, you may die. I'm just saying. That's the story I've, hit, I, that's the story I've heard. You may die. I wouldn't like you to die because I think you're a cool person, inside and out, but personally, don't look Minoru Suzuki in the eyes. That's the rule. That's what I've been told. That's what I've heard on programming. Just don't do it. <laughs> and finally, uh, the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 Championship is also on the line. Toru Yano will take on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I actually didn't know about this one. This was kind of one that I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, why? <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Toru Yano is more of a, he kind of, rem- if, if you want a kind of like example of who he reminds you of, think of R-Truth, but the Japanese version and on Hell of Steroids. 
I'm kidding. Yano is not on steroids. But this man is literally, uh, I think he is uh, Hokkaido's ambassador. He also is the uh, the gimmick producer of Chaos, the Chaos Faction, as he is uh, producing all kinds of content for the Chaos Faction, um, with all that stuff. You can find their DVDs all over every place. I believe that's actually a thing. I'm not exactly sure, but that's what the, that's that's the gimmick they're running with, and I freaking love it. Um, but he did win the KOPW uh, 2020 trophy uh, at the Jingu Stadium show in a fatal four-way matchup. I believe who was in that match? Okada. Was it Ishimori? And one other person I can't remember right now. But that's going to be on the line. So yeah, KOPW 2020 Championship. The trophy will be on the line. Yano versus Sabre Jr. I don't know how that would work out. Yano will probably try, probably retain because that would be some goofy shit. Especially with Sabre Jr. wanting to, should be focusing on World Tag League in just a couple days after the Power Struggle show. But that's the lowdown on what the Power Struggle card will be going down literally in if I do my math correctly, 13 days. Actually, no, let's say it would be, so 12 days. 12 days from today will be the Power Struggle card. If you um, are going are wanting to check out this card as we begin the road to Wrestle Kingdom 15, uh, subscribe to MJPWWorld.com. That's not, a, that's not an advertisement from us. Uh, this is just me pitching it because I, I think MJPW World is hella cool. Gives you, pro- provides you great content. You can go, Back to all the matches back from like the 80s, the 90s, excuse me, and the 2000s. So you can see all the, you know, the Tanahashi, uh, the old Nakamura content, all the old G1s. Uh, if you miss the G, you can see all, you can see when Kenny and Okada were having their feud, when all, when like Young Bucks, Adam Cole, uh, Marty Skrull, all those guys. We're in NJPW, and there was a, there's been a lot of talent that have come through. Of course, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, a lot of talent uh, that were part of the New Japan movement. So you can check out all that content. Of course, um, English commentary from uh, Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero, and Chris Charlton, who are a solid trio in my opinion, and they they really do well, especially with Charlton because of the fact that he does speak Japanese and he is quite fluent. So we can definitely do translations as well, and he's a big part of it. I think without Chris Charlton, that commentary team does not work as well as it usually does because he can actually, like I said, he's fluent in Japanese, he understands Japanese, so he can help out translating promos as they go on, which is freaking great, win in and of itself, um, but yeah, especially with uh, New Japan, I, was, I would say this, I was, why I say you should get it, personally, honestly, you should get it because Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th and 5th, that's why you should get it. That's the only reason why. That's the main reason why you should get it. Get it for get it for Wrestle Kingdom 15. Get it for Wrestle Kingdom 15, if nothing else. Um, and, but you'll be able to also watch World Tag League as well as the Best of Super Juniors tournaments at the same time, and that should be great things for that. So they got a lot coming up uh, in November and December. But we shall continue on, and we'll end this episode with two article two articles in terms of WWE from WrestlingNews.co. Big E on Roman Reigns. Quote, I think he's been killing it with his character. This is from Andrew Ravens. Big E did an interview with Ryan Satin of Fox Sports to discuss a wide range of topics. Big E finds himself in a singles run as WWE decided to split up the New Day, although his push as a lone wolf started earlier this year when Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were sidelined due to injury. During the interview, he was asked of what he thinks of Roman Reigns' new heel character that he has portrayed since returning to WWE television in August. Quote, 
yeah, that was a lot of the feedback I got, especially when he first came back. I think he's been killing it with his character, this direction, the Tribal Chief stuff. Everything that I've watched has been on point. Biggie also talked about WWE splitting up the New Day, his singles run, and more. If you want to check out the interview, you can click on the hyperlink that they have over on WrestlingNews.co. All that good stuff there. I am actually not surprised that Big E would actually think about uh, doing that. That's, it's not surprising at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, for the simple fact that this character has been great. And now that we know of, this, of the consequences that will take place um, for Jay Uso um, going down, that went down at Hell in a Cell, and may I remind, uh, pretty much accept me as the tribal chief, suffer the consequences. Pretty much, I will basically say that um, you will be gone from the family if you do not acknowledge me as the tribal chief. Your, your wives, your children, your children's children, we will all turn our backs on you. That was a hell of a promo. That was that's a hell of a consequence. Regardless, that is one hell of a consequence. Accept me as the tribal chief. Bow down, bend your knee, you little scumbag. Or we turn our backs on both of your families. Forever. That's some deep shit. I don't care what anybody says. That was some heavy shit to put on your cousins. He even told both y'all, both y'all was involved. Jimmy gets it too. That was some heavy shit to put on your cousins. That's some heavy shit. <laughs> I'm not going front. That promo was great. That promo was great. I know I, I, that promo was bananas. That promo was all kinds of bananas. That was in fucking sin. Like that was just a, that was holy shit. I was like, wow. Wah. Just, just wah. You know what I'm saying? And that is just heavy. That's some heavy shit. I mean, he ain't wrong, though. But, but we all know it's pretty much like, you know, a big deal for all for them because of the fact that this was on FS1, too, because of the World Series. But, man, that was, that, was, that was crazy. That was all kinds of crazy. And right now, I'm trying to find the overnight ratings for SmackDown, which kind of surprises me that I cannot find, which is weird, because usually I'd be able to... Maybe I'm mandatory. But I think, personally, also, and if and if you want to go, um, if you actually want to go check out some viewpoints, you can actually go to articlesofwar.wordpress.com. Yes, we got a, we got a big thing over there. Uh, I, I, yeah, we, we've got that thing thing going on over there. Just announced yesterday, Articles of War. We have we now are beginning to extend the family. Uh, we have a couple people over there who I believe who I could introduce you to, but I believe through their writings, they will be able to introduce themselves to you. Articles of War. Um, I actually did put it in, uh, if you want to go to uh, my Twitter, feed, Twitter page, at YL Perspective. I just did a, I clicked the link to an article. Um, Definitely make sure you read it. Involving Roman Reigns, uh, his track record as a whole. And I thought it was a great fucking read. 
I was very, very, very intrigued by all of it. I was very, I thought it was a really solid article. And this is, I would say it's definitely one you should go check out for sure. Something, yeah, it, it, it's a really solid read. I would definitely put a, put that on for sure, 100%. It really surprised me, you know, the way it was written. And I was just like, ah, oh. Oh. oh, man, that was great. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. And it, it's it's like when you have good writing like that, you, you, you appreciate it. You tend to appreciate all the good stuff from that. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was really very very pleased with that. So unfortunately, I cannot find any ratings news, which bums me out a little bit. Um, I should have actually found that a little sooner. My apologies on that. Uh, we may talk about it on the um, on tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about that um, for some news. But I did find just see this just real quick news here. Um, for those of you who are not fans of Teddy Hart, <laughs> from mandatory.com slash WrestleZone, Teddy Hart jailed in Texas after being a, named a fugitive from justice. Uh, for all of you uh, not fans of Teddy Hart, is Teddy Hart in jail? Yes, he is. According to court records in Texas, first reported by PWInsider.com, Hart was booked in the Tarrant County Correctional Center. Correction Center in Fort Worth, Texas, on Thursday after being named as a fugitive from justice in the state on May 4th. According to doc- court documents, Real uh, Hart is facing charges of injury a child, elderly, disabled person, evading arrest with a vehicle in possession of a controlled substance, all stemming from his December 2016 arrest. It is believed that the new arrest and his extradition to Texas is related to a parole violation. Hart has been arrested multiple times this year, starting with a February arrest for possession of narcotics with the intent to sell or distribute, and in March related to a domestic violence incident involving girlfriend Maria Manick. Hart had been jailed in the Richmond County Jail, Virginia, last month in relation to violating a house arrest order stemming from the arrest in March. BWInsider.com notes Hart was scheduled for a hearing in Richmond. Uh, see on when is this article done? Just want to make sure I get this right on Friday, actually. But it was ultimately canceled as he was booked in Tarrant County Jail yesterday. <sighs> that boy don't know when to stop. That boy don't know when to stop. I'm just going to leave that there. But I have one last article before we go for this wonderful Monday for uh, you guys for episode 266 of the YLP podcast. And this is a very somber one. And hopefully, they, he just says, psych, I lied, and we'll keep it going. From WrestlingNews.co, Daniel Bryan, quote, This is my last run as a full-time WWE superstar, end quote. This is from Paul Davis. During WWE Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan said that this is his last run as a full-time wrestler. Bryan said that he knows that he's lost a step, and these days he is just trying to prove things to himself and he just wants to help the younger talent. For what it's worth, Brian's WWE contract is set to expire in the fall of 2021. It is not known if he plans on staying with WWE or going elsewhere, but it looks like he will be wrestling a very limited schedule after his current deal expires. In the last couple of years, Brian has shown interest in other things outside of wrestling, and he's expressed his desire to spend more time at home with his wife and kids. Brian said, quote, 
I haven't said anything about this, but in my mind, this is kind of my last run. It says, my last run is a full-time superstar. He added, it's not really a scoop. I think, I think you can feel it even in just the way I approach things and the way my mentality is as far as my view towards younger people and that kind of stuff, end quote. That's some heavy shit. That is some heavy, very heavy shit. Because this was, to me, to me, it's unexpected. It's very unexpected to me that Daniel Bryan out of nowhere would just say, this is my last full-time run as a WWE superstar. 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 My apologies. Is it a shock? To some, it would be. To some, this would actually be a shock. To the rest of us, probably not. But it's crazy all the same. You know what I mean? And... You know, I'm not, again, I'm not surprised one bit by this. But it, it's crazy to think, like, as I, as now I'm reading this, I'm going through all of the moments of his career. And that also includes matches in Ring of Honor. Uh, his match with Nigel McGuinness, Samoa Joe, Tyler Black, him being one of the longest reigning ROH champions ever. Um, the matches he's had, the, the early matches that he had in NXT. When NXT was kind of the boo-boo version of NXT, but still good because we kind of liked it. Uh, when the Nexus got formed, when he was still the American Dragon. You know, and I actually saw a post, what was this, on Saturday, actually, of uh, at, I think it was uh, at Puerto Rico Stuff. P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U Stuff, if I remember that's the actual thing, which is a great page on Instagram, by the way, which goes all through all like New Japan good stuff. Uh, apparently he had a match with Tanahashi for the, uh, now defunct U30 championship, um, which was very underrated from what, uh, writing the caption, but it was actually a good match. I actually saw it on there. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Um, and now going into his, his now becoming a full-time wrestler in WWE, becoming world heavyweight champion and get destroyed by Sheamus in like 12 seconds. That was hilarious. And then, um, Everything else in between. The few with The Miz. You know, him coming into his own. The Yes Movement. Everything in between. And now, him saying over the weekend, this is my last full-time run as, last full-time run as a WWE superstar. After I'm done, in fall of 2021, I'm going to a limited schedule. I'm going to become a part-timer. And that's crazy. Think about it. He's going he's gonna to go in, in one year's time. He will become a part-timer. And hopefully WWE starts giving him some good matches. And we start seeing some really cool feuds. And Daniel Bryan helping to put over younger talent. Because there's a lot of young talent in the WWE I'm sure he will want to work with. Um, especially with guys still coming up from NXT. There's a lot of feuds still left for Daniel Bryan to have. It's just a matter of who he... I think at this point... I honestly believe that at this point, WWE should really give Brian the creative control to do whatever he wants. If we now know that this is his last go as a full-time superstar, if he has this last year, I think WWE should let him do whatever he wants. Creative control, let it be his. 
Let him work with who he wants to work with and go from there. If it's uh, with Sami Zayn and the Intercontinental Championship, you know, helping put over Sami Zayn, so be it. Do it. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, helping, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn become a tag team again, that would be desperately needed. That would be great. I would love to see that tag team come back together because reasons. Um, yeah, there's so much good talent that Brian can work with. Uh, you saw it with the whole Gulag feud. That was great. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I would have I loved it for it to be a little bit longer, personally. But hey, it bees what it bees. Um, it's crazy to think that, you know. Because there's going to be a day where Orton's going to say the same. Well, Orton's more going to be on a limited schedule very soon. But there's going to there's gonna be a day, you know, where a certain superstar is going to be going on part-time schedules. And Daniel Bryan is now one of those guys. And we have to accept that. I mean... He knows at his age, you know, and honestly, he doesn't have much left to prove anyway. If we're being perfectly honest, he's done a lot in his career and he's done a lot for the sport of professional wrestling as it is. So for him to come out with this now, it shouldn't shock. It doesn't shock me as much as it should, but it will shock some. And hopefully for the next year, we get some bangers from Daniel Bryan. Maybe we get a couple before the end of the year that end up on an honorable mentions list. Who knows? We will see. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude episode 266 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 267 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 266 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly appreciate it if you have any thoughts concerns, opinions, comments, anything of the story, everything else in between. Do not hesitate to leave a voice message over on anchor.fm forward slash WrestleAddictRadio and anchor.fm forward slash Young Minds Perspective. Leave a comment over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com and if you look at, you know, don't need a few shekels my boy, your, your boy's way, you know. That would be greatly appreciated as well. And also, if you have any thoughts, concerns, anything of the like, Hit me up with an email over at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. Don't send me no foolish person. Don't, please, don't send me no spam. For I may possibly find you and do unspeakable things to your face. I'm kidding. Relax. It's not that serious. But anything like of the sort, send me that. Send those uh, emails my way. And hopefully one day I'll be able to have a show where I get to answer all of your questions, anything, any comments you may have, and all of the emails in between. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend, tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Gabs, the Polars, all the ads. Slide it to your friends, DM, send it to a text message, or you can easily send it on Facebook Messenger as well. Because in these quarantined, unprecedented times, we here at WrestleEdge Radio do our very best provide you the best entertainment possible, whether you want to do a hard day's work, whether you're trying to find work, and you're still trying to find some good entertainment, still picking up throughout your day, that's what we are here for, that's what we 
try to do, bring you the best value uh, for your entertainment on podcasting because y'all know, y'all know, with the Wild Podcast, the Kings of Lights Podcast, the Fretz of Million Podcast, and the Rich Team say that because the Games of the Podcast is pretty much going goodbye, unfortunately, as of uh, next weekend. And of course, the Light Show with Man's Chapel. We here at Wrestling Edit Radio not only the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, but we are 100% without a doubt, undisputed, then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcasts, and then we are here to stay. Isn't that right, Marley? Ah, you don't care. <laughs> of course, y'all know. I know most of y'all do not have Anchor.fm, that's perfectly fine, if I heard my feelings whatsoever. Everybody has their favorite platform that you use for podcast listening needs. But, if you've been the past couple of months, may I remind you, may I inform you, that we at WrestleEgg Radio are now partnered with Amazon Music and Audible. Yes, uh, we are partnered with Amazon Music now, that means we're cool kids, and uh, yeah, we're cool now. We're really, really cool now. Like, we're, we were like, all right, before we were super so if you happen to have Amazon Music, of course, you can all the music that you want, but now you can listen to podcasts as well. So make sure you get your butt in tune, get in the ear, and listen to some podcasts from the War family, of course, with the Wildly Podcast, Kings of the Rings, the upcoming Friends of Media podcast, and the name of it yet, and Friends of the Know as soon as possible. And of course, the Light Show with Man's Chapel, all of the good things. And of course, Audible is known for its audio books, you can find hundreds of thousands of audio books there, but you can also now listen to podcasts, and we'd greatly appreciate it if you want to check out any other Radio podcast, especially my All of it's good for you. Mine's definitely good for you. It's good for soul. Two times a week, you get good stuff like this. Can't go wrong with that. But of course, you can find us across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, Ooh, almost, almost lost that note there. Castbox FM, Overcast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for all of our podcasts from the Russell Addict Radio family. You should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, I am quite active on social media, for the most part, depending on which day you catch me. But... If you want to find me over on the Twitter sphere, you can find me on my new Twitter handle at Young, well, YL Perspective. Capital Y, capital L, capital P, Perspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. SmackDown Live every Friday night, unless I have a prior engagement to attend to, or if I'm not going to be uh, live tweeting that particular evening, I usually inform you guys at least a couple hours prior to, so you guys know to make sure to go over... And always, and if I'm if I'm not live tweeting personally, make sure you head over to uh, you check out the uh, Wrestle Addict Radio Twitter page, uh, or any of our uh, other uh, Twitter pages that are fall, involved with the Wrestle Addict Radio family, so you can still get perspectives, pun intended, from all of us surrounding the War family, and not just myself. Also, I do live tweeting for every WWE live pay per view, as I did last night with Hell in a Cell. Every AEW live pay-per-view, like I will do with Full Gear on the 7th of November. Every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver specials. Okay. 
And of course, when it's 3.30 in the morning, I've gone to the bathroom and I cannot seem to go back to sleep on a Saturday or Sunday morning. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on the Instagram side of things, the mothership and hub of everything that is the YLP podcast, you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. All my 60 second thought videos, updates on shows when they come out, all that good stuff. And if you have any fire ass memes, please do send them my way in the DMs. And if I like them enough, I will have no problem featuring it on my page. Okay. Tag every single member of the WrestleAdd Radio family so you can get your 15 minutes of cool and magnificent excellence. Of course, I am also, I can also be found on Facebook. And if you want to find, find me over there, you can follow me. Search, well, you can search at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share the page, and make damn sure that you follow the page. We have 100 followers over there, and I'd like to thank every single one of them for your love and continued support. All of my Instagram posts actually do link up with my Facebook, so you're not missing any updates, anything like that across the board. So if you're following me on Facebook, you get all my Instagram stuff and everything else in between. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. And I'm sure you've known for quite some, for just a little bit now that uh, our one of our members, Brother Nate, is going to be leaving us uh, as of November 1st. Um, he will always be family in my mind because once you're, fa- once you're in the family, you're pretty much family for life. It doesn't matter. It's too sweet forever. But um, Nate, I uh, wish you well in everything that you're going to be doing going forward. And if I'm, if I'm breaking any spoilers, uh, my bad, Ricky, in advance. But I know I'm not. Um, again, like I said, Fretz, is the, Fretz has now become the newest member of the Familia for the war family. Um, I believe Nate is uh, going to be leaving us as effect- effective next weekend. So, but yeah, it's, it's always bittersweet when you lose a member. I know that people have things going on in their, in their lives, the things they're going to be wanting to do going forward. And we have to respect that. So uh, brother Nate, uh, much love to you, my dude. I've had, I'm the rookie of the group still. So it, I've only known him the shortest amount of time amongst all of us, but it was really cool to get to know you, my dude. I know you'll always be around, and I know you're a tweet away, so I may need your services somewhere down the line if you are hearing this, my dude. Uh, best of luck to you and everything that you do, and I know you're going to kick ass in whatever it is that you do. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Monday. And If you're watching Raw this evening, as always, my condolences to your sanity. If not, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for episode 267 of the YLP Podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.